Welcome to The Trauma Room, a podcast that triggers. We will discuss all things traumatic here, mental health disorders, movies, TV shows, love, life, etc. Will the topics trigger some? Of course they will, but to get past the trauma, you will have to get to the room. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, so today's topic is about narcissistic personality disorders. So this topic hits home with me because like for a very long time in my life in different areas, whether it was family or relationship wise, I was abused by narcissists and it took a toll on me where it was just a experience where I have PTSD from all of it now, but I'm here to just talk about it and just see what's going on with narcissistic personality disorders. So there's four type of narcs, uh, and narcs is the nickname or just the shortened part for narcissistic people. Um, but it's four talks, uh, four types of narcs. So the first type is a grandiose type where they're egocentric, they're arrogant, they're attention seeking, they need validation and they have entitlement. The next one is malignant. Basically all the things that grandiose have, but they are really mean, psychopathic, and they don't really feel any type of guilt. The other one that I would say like most people I've experienced is uh, covert. Basically, they're secret, grandiose narcs, but they don't tell the outside world about it. So in reality, they could be narcissistic to you all the time. But on the outside, people just see them as like, oh, they're the best ever or they're like the greatest people ever. And they really come off as passive aggressive. And it feels like the world has done them wrong and woe is me. And it's so great to be me. And they're hypersensitive to criticism. And once you like don't feed into that, they become cold and distant and like treat you like trash. They can't take ownership for like their responsibilities. The last one is communal, where they're like, look at me feeding the homeless or always putting like, look at me doing this on social media or look at me, like I need to be recognized for every single thing I do. And they also like lack empathy uh, for the people that they are trying to help. So they're not really trying to help homeless people. They are just like, I don't care anything about you. I just care about the clout of looking like I'm helping you. And they seek validation for for everything. So like I said, I've dealt with like the covert ones in most of my life. And the covert one is like one of the scariest ones because like I said, they they hide it to the world. So on the outside, they may look like a boy scout or a girl scout, but on the inside, they're like raging all the time at the people that are their internal circle. And it creates just a lot of confusion to the person that is being like gaslit basically because it goes back and forth so much you you don't know like what's up or down anymore and so with like the covert narcissists 
it's just so many examples of where they they really are just fake people, but it all comes down to like insecurity. And granted, like we all have like some sort of insecurity. We feel insecure about our weight or how we look or just about something in our lives. But like their whole identity is wrapped up in being insecure about who they are. And instead of being self-aware to acknowledge that, they decide to just put that on the person that they are at the time getting validation from or wanting validation from to be like, please tell me I'm the best ever. While all the time saying I'm the best ever, I don't even need your opinion or I'm the greatest or I'm this and I'm that. A lot of times wolf narcissist people, they are successful because they are charismatic, but internally they're always searching for fulfillment. They're always searching for what can I do next that will fulfill me because nothing nothing will ever fulfill them. I feel like they when people talk about narcissistic people, um they normally just be like, well, this person is crap or this person is this or that, which may be true, but I feel bad for them. Like coming from their perspective or just thinking about their perspective, like it is, it must be really hard to lie all the time and believe your lie is the truth so much that you have to keep up with it. So Anytime you talk to anyone, it'll be half truths or lies. And it's, it's, I can imagine that'd be just so hard to keep up with. That's why, like, they just like to isolate people. And normally it's not like a group of people that a narcissist will like abuse at one time. Normally it's like the one person in their life that is closest to them that, you know, they, you would think like, oh, this person can help them or this person will be there for them, but they turn it around and be like, oh, I can use this person for gain. Because to be real, it's only about gain with them. It's not about, oh, this person can help me or, oh, I can help this person. It's really all about what's the most I can take from this person. And at the end of the day, that person is left drained in a hollow shell because they've taken so much of them that that person loses their identity. And that's the saddest thing that happens when you're dealing with a narcissist is that your identity is gone. Like you are left so confused, not knowing what is up or down that it takes so long to be like, well, who am I? Who am I actually? Who am I before this person? Like, who am I as a person? And I feel like people don't talk about, like, what actually happens when you're dealing with a narcissist. I dealt with a narcissist for, I would say, about 10 years, five years, like, on and then five years on and off. And it was part of the worst part of my life. I wouldn't wish 
having to deal with anyone that has narcissistic personality disorder on anyone because it just drags your soul. Like, and I'm not even saying that in a way where it's like trying to be like extreme. It's like the truth. Like covert narcissists act like they do no wrong to people on the outside. They act like they do no wrong. In the relationship, they will tear you down and rebuild you into what and who they want you to be. If you're not fulfilling their needs, they will just discard you like a piece of trash and then move on to the next victim. And I say victim because it is true, because anytime you're dealing with a narcissist, they're searching for something. They're not like, let me be with you because I love you. They're like, let me be with you to use you to glorify myself. And then after that's up, let me just throw you away. And I feel like people just don't know, like on the outside, on the outside, they may look good. But even with the grandiose ones, like people don't take that stuff serious. Like some people go around being like, well, I'm the best at this. And you're like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Or like, I'm the greatest at this. And it's like, what, what do you even have to show? Like you're not showing proof that you're great at anything. You're just going around claiming it. And some people may say, well, yeah, you can, you know, go around and say stuff because you're just pumping yourself up or like just being like, you know, I am good at this or I can do this. And it's good to have like a positive mentality. But with narcs, they just take it to the extreme. Like it's not even, I won't say it's not stuff that can't like be done, but they just take it to a point where it's just like, none of this is true. None of this is accurate. Like nothing, nothing is real. You don't have any proof to show like you're even decent at this subject so why are you even going around saying you're great at it and especially I would say in relationships like narcs definitely prey on people that are experiencing things in their life at that moment like for example just being in like a very horrible state in your life or like a state of depression, an artistic person will see that and be like, oh, I could come in and be like, hey, beautiful or hey, gorgeous. You don't need to be that way. You're a great person. You're this, you're that. And it's like, but you don't even know who I am. You don't even know like what's going on in my life. I think it's strange when people like randomly come into your life and like hype you up already without like even knowing you. It's called love bombing. And I'll discuss that like in greater detail later, but it's just like, why are you so like expressive toward me? And you only dismiss me. And they, they see they see that something may be going on, like, oh, did your parents just die? Like, I can come in and be their rescuer when they're not trying to rescue at all. They're just trying to feed on that emotion you have and be the person that you can not even turn to to help you, but just be there to be like, I can suck all your energy out. 
and get away with it because you're too emotionally damaged right now to see that you're you're not even focused on the truth. So it's really the world of narcissism is like really I wanna even say weird, but it's like gaslighting in itself because people I feel like people don't believe it unless they're like actually in that situation where they're being gaslit every day. And then when you're being gaslit every day and you tell people like, hey, I don't think this is right. They're like, well, this is how everyone is or this is how, you know, so-and-so is. You should just stick in it. And it's like, no, clearly something is psychologically wrong here. Also with the narcissists, they're not self-aware. Like they can't tell for the life of them that something is going on they will also turn any of your words into what they see fit anything you say will be and can be used against you in the court of a narcissist if you say how's your day they will spend it why are you saying that my day was great of course because it's me why wouldn't my day be great Uh, you're being pessimistic and it's like I just asked how was your day so they don't they see what they want to see and you can never never win with a narc like it's not even a battle it's not even like a battle royale like you versus them because they will always win because they've been telling this lie to themselves so much that ultimately they start to believe it. And so my hope for like this podcast is, especially the series about narcs, is to not only bring awareness to like narcissistic personality disorder, but also someone that may be listening to recognize like, hey, you're in a narc relationship and you need to get out. There's no like, oh, they will change or, oh, they will get better or, oh, they go to therapy because the number one thing about narcs is they don't believe anything is wrong with them. So most likely they will not go to therapy. And if they go to therapy, they just complain about you being the problem. So it's no, there's no answers but to leave. And I will definitely say from experience that that is really hard like people be like oh I don't see if this person is abusing you physically or emotionally why can't you just leave and it's like I would but I'm totally confused about everything because I've been gaslit and because I don't understand what is going on And a perfect example of that is when someone is like, when you, when you see that you're in an emotional abusive relationship or even physical and you tell the partner like, Hey, you're abusing me or you're emotionally abusing me. And they say, then why are you with me? That's clearly being gas, gaslit. It's like they, like the whole, like, why are you with me? It's like, well, I shouldn't be with you, but I love you. And so shouldn't you want me to be with you? So that's how it goes. So you just start like questioning yourself, even in that, like, 
well, that is true. Why are why am I with you? But I want you to be better. So that's why I'm telling you you're emotionally abusive. And instead of being like, well, maybe I am. Or, oh my gosh, I need help. They're like, then why are you here? And it's like, okay, I'm just going to go to the other room and try to figure out because my mind is melting right now. And so I really, really want like people to recognize narcissists like it's become such an epidemic that society has okayed this and it's not okay it is not okay to be a narcissist it's not okay to gaslight someone to the point of where they don't know their own reality it's not okay to make someone feel like their identity is gone because of you it's it's not okay, but society has made it okay. And social media definitely has not helped people not be narcissists. Where you can post in real time, go live, look at my stuff, look at what I did, look at this, look at what I did. People have gone so far on social media where they will say, oh, look at me, I'm traveling to Dubai. <sighs> They're not in Dubai. They have paid a soundstage that has a fake plane where you can act like you've landed and act like you are on it to pretend like they went to Dubai. And I'm not making this up. This is true. There's an article about the the studio that does it. The studio that does like fake Instagram flights. It's like... How narcissistic can you be where you have to pretend to go to other places just to impress people that you don't even need to impress? It's all about them feeling trifling, really, to themselves. They just feel insecurity on such a deep level that it's it's really sad. It's really sad. Some Some famous narcissistic people... Are a previous president, which I don't even like saying that name, so I say number 45. He's one of the biggest narcissists I've ever seen. Uh, in reality, I, I know one that may, in my life, is bigger than number 45, but globally, it's number 45 and then this other person. <laughs> but I, I've never seen anything like that on such a large scale. Like this man says stuff that is not true, not accurate. And then if you say stuff, spins it around. Just like he like totally tried to spin everything Dr. Fauci said into something that was like not true at all. It's like Dr. Fauci is trying to help us and you're like, no. Dr. Fauci's the enemy. He's just mad because I'm better than him. It's like, no, Dr. Fauci is trying to help us. So that example is just like ridiculous. I would definitely say like, <laughs> if you could be all types of the narcs, I definitely say he's like all the types of narcissistic people. Um, So it's just, it's just been crazy. Like, 
this journey also deep diving and like remembering like even the narcissistic stuff that I've been through has like triggered like my PTSD and I did get PTSD because of it like I've I have PTSD because of other reasons but this what happened to me like caused PTSD in such oh in a new way it just added a layer to it and so it's just crazy like it's so many people out there that people just believe believe like they're actually doing stuff and on this podcast I'll have to say that I'm definitely going to talk about a part that like I feel like isn't talked about a lot so you know back in 1950s until now people talked about physical abuse physical abuse and then until recently people started recognizing like oh it's emotional abuse as well like emotional abuse but I don't think enough people talk about spiritual abuse and I'm not sorry, but I am going to have to get personal on this because it's just anecdotes and experience from my life. But the spiritual abuse aspect of narcissistic personality disorders or when you're dealing with someone that's a narc, especially if they use like a spiritual side or like invest in God in it is horrible on so many levels and I mean we've just recently seen this with Derek Jackson he wasn't really I mean he was known in some sectors but he wasn't like oh out there like everybody knew him like he was Beyonce or somebody but he was known and just like the outcome of what has happened with him and his wife he's clearly a narcissist especially speaking in third person, even if it's supposedly a joke. But the thing about it is, like, it's a lot of spiritual abuse going on there. And I know from experience. And I don't even want to say a lot about him or his wife because the situation is still ongoing. And I just don't want to comment on anything dealing with that because it's, it's just a sad situation. But I will just say, like, watching the apology video where he deflected everything to his wife and spoke in third person in order not to take blame is classic narc moves and he needs help but they won't get help they won't get help because nothing's wrong with them everything's wrong with you you're the problem you're the vein of their existence if you don't comply and it's all about complying and it's all about control it's all about hey, I'm the narc and I need to control the outcome of this situation. If you're not doing what I like, then you're I'm not controlling you and you're able to make it become reality when I don't need that to happen. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to make anything come reality. This is the actual reality of what's going on. This is the actual experience. And then if they don't like that, block, discard you, erase you, you got to go because you're not their supply anymore. It's all about supply with them. It's all about control, supply, and how they can be dominant over you. And it's just, it's just crazy. So I would definitely say like, 
this journey that we're about to go on, like deep diving in narcissistic personality disorder, will definitely be triggering, especially if you've been in a relationship with someone that's a narc or have like a parent that's a narc or a family member that's a narc. Basically, if you know anyone in your circle that's a narc, because you'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so true. Or yes, this is accurate. And you'll be like, okay, so what do I do next? So I'm going to tell you what to do next in this series. So this series is going to expand upon more like more on the types of narcs, more on the definitions of different things like love bombing, gaslighting, etc. We're also going to talk about the spiritual abuse aspect that I briefly mentioned. And I'm kind of excited about this journey. I'm excited about it because I feel like not just with me, but other people listening can be like, oh my gosh, I am or did experience this. And I'm just now realizing that's that that's what it was like. I think for a long time, us as the victims, we, one, don't forgive ourselves. And then we go in this circle of rumination where we, we just can't even believe it happened. And then it gets stuck in our head. Like, did this even happen? Did I even experience this? Was something wrong with me? Was I the problem? And I think we get stuck on that. Like, were we the problem? And I'm here to say, no, you are not the problem. You never were the problem. The problem has always been with the person that's the narc because they are the one that's insecure. They are the one that have their own issues that they decided not to deal with and to project onto you. Unfortunately, you were just the person that they used as a garbage bag, but you're no longer that person now. And if you're still in that type of relationship, you can always get out of it. Even if you have kids with them, you know, you still have to deal with them, but you don't have to be with them. And it's just, it's just crazy. This is wild. So let's go on this journey together and just deep dive on like narcs. And so it's about to be time for the narcs to be on deck. <laughs> but really, I don't want them to be represented. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's about time for people to wake up and realize that like it's a whole bunch of them and they are they are on deck 2021 like let's make it recognized like narcs are on deck and that's a problem that's a problem because they are on the deck waiting to get on your sailboat and destroy it in a windstorm where your sailboat is left capped and you're just left in the ocean while they get expanded upon from a helicopter because that's grandiose that's how they probably would leave and go back to the deck to find the next sailboat victim to start over again so let's stop being victims let's acknowledge that at one point we were victims but we will not dwell in being victims we are resilient people and we will be released from narcs. Once again, 
thanks for listening to The Trauma Room, a podcast that triggers. The next patient will be seen shortly.